What it do, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy, Cisco. As always, with your boy, Ryan. Weed and bowl. The pack is back. The pack uh-huh. is back. Let's go. Uh-huh. I mean, you got to be hype after this one. Bro, I'm... What does he say? Here we go. Man, you better go home. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I... It's not... It. We're not supposed to be there. Man. Like, I mean, if we would have no, lost, no. would the energy be the same? No. Of course not. No, yeah, we wouldn't but, be hyping. But, like, we not supposed to be here. We're the youngest team in NFL history. I guess not the – so I got to go back. We're I found fourth, out today we're the, fourth, we're the youngest. fourth youngest team in NFL history to go to the playoffs. We might be the first – the youngest team in NFL history to, to win a playoff game, though. To win though. a playoff game, yeah. They, they did say that. So we're fact. not supposed to be here. And look at who made plays today. I mean, Aaron Jones had three touchdowns, so we can't talk about the the young movement with that. But first and second year players today that stood out were enormous. And we don't even need to start with 10. We can start with Romeo Dobbs. Bro. I like mean... six catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns? Or maybe just one? One touchdown. One touchdown. One touchdown. But like – and then the defense, like, I'm going to jump straight into the question that we need to answer, and I believe it's Alina's. No. No, he's not protected. The fucking no. guy's got to go. Like, <laughs> like, it's not even close because at the end of the day, we still gave up 32 points. At the end of the day, take away that pick six from Savage, which I think that, I think that was Savage recognizing a McCarthy tendency because he I mean, jumped let, let, that ball. Let, let, let's go back to what did I say during the wild card for, for anybody that didn't listen to the, to the wild card. Uh, what did I call it? The freezer frenzy episode. This is a, what did I say? The players, right? This is, this is not Joe Barry. This is the players showing up. Jair had a hell of a fucking game until yeah. he got hurt. Right. But we still saw Joe Barry tendencies. And I know, Babe, I'm sorry you can hear me. You're in the other room as we're recording. It was her question, but he ain't safe, babe. He ain't safe. It's not even if we win next week, we got to let him go because at the end of the day, yes, the Cowboys were the number one offensive team in the NFL and we held them to 32. I got it. Two of the or one of those touchdowns was whatever, but it still goes back to the Joe Barry tendencies, right? Like we get a lead and we turn into extreme Swiss cheese. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't give up. comfortable, bro. Like, I, and, and I think um, Andrew, Andrew... We can pick apart at the questions. Also... And, yeah. We can pick apart at the questions throughout the, the episode. But, like, yeah, I do want to address that because I think I feel much differently. And so I want to hear your take. So if you want to explain yeah, the I, comment... I, honestly, I want to get... I want to get... Like, I want to get as much of, like, uh, the negative stuff out of the way so that we can... Yeah so that we can um, focus on the positive shit, right? And like you said, we're not even supposed to be here, right? Like, all these people hating, Bears fans hating, Vikings fans hating, right? Shout out to Phil, because you're a hater. Um, who else is a hater? Every, every, all these people hating, right? I, uh, one, I have, uh, I know somebody, she's a Cowboys fan. She went to the game, and she never talked shit on Facebook, and people come at her right away, so I felt bad for her. But then she posted uh, enjoy it because you're losing next week, so you're a hater. You know what I mean? Uh, fuck that. You know, like, but in, in terms of the Joe Barry stuff, 
like, bro, we got way too conservative at the end. Like that, like, like, yeah, the score isn't a testament to what how the game really went. No, it isn't. Time, bro, like we can't be the one. You thing still that gotta always, play. The one thing that I always admired about <coughs> the the New England the New England dynasty with Belichick is that motherfucker <laughs> never took his foot off the gas. He never took his foot off of your throat. Like that motherfucker yeah. was gonna win sixty three to three if he wanted to, right? It was no let up. Like, and I think that that is the the thing that 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 does in this situation, right? You're in the playoffs, and I get it. Jair getting hurt, you know what I mean? McDuffie got hurt. Like it, when you're at a point where you're like, yeah, we got the game wrapped up. Maybe let's not, you know, get any injuries. But at the same time, bro, they Jaden Reed doesn't get that. Uh, he missed that onside kick, right? If, if he it, did, if, and then if nobody grabbed if a we tight end. It, grabbed it. If we don't get it, I think I think Love comes right? back. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but if we don't get yes. it, though, if we don't get it, but they're, they're literally during this sequence, they are one big strike away, which they're very, very, very capable, right? Let's not talk about yeah. Dallas. Like they, like they're just some fucking bums, right? In terms of offense. They are a quick strike away from this shit being a lot closer to being down eight with maybe a minute and a half left. Like, that ain't shit. Like, yeah, you still got to get the onside kick. I know that the probability of all this shit happening is is very, very low. But still, we've seen it happen. There's a chance. And then you have to bring Love and Jones back in. Like, why don't you just keep them in? And then with the three minutes left when you're up. You know what I mean? 32. Then you pull them because then the game is safe because it seems like with a Joe Barry defense, no fucking game is safe. Yeah, I do want to talk about. So and and Drew's comments were and I think someone else commented on Instagram and I apologize that I'm not giving you a shout out because I I don't know who it is, but I'll check you in a second as I'm uh, answering the initial. I, I I am a. After the Jair injury, I <clears throat> I was comfortable with Love getting pulled. Um, and the reason I was comfortable with Love being pulled was because we can't suffer an injury to someone like Jordan Love right now when we're playing as well as we are. But I, I wasn't a fan of taking the foot off the gas from a, like, defensive perspective, right? Like, there was no reason to go into this I don't know. I don't even know what you'd call it. It's prevent times a thousand. Bro, they just give everything up. It's, it's not even I like it's, I think it's called super prevent. Um, it's it's it's, it's ultra prevent, bro. I don't know what the fuck it is. But so we... Elliot also mentioned it, but it, I, I I approve of Jordan Love coming out. He he was. I mean, you can't do much more. You're up twenty four with eight minutes left. All you gotta do is. Make them take time, right? Yeah. But when you're giving them 25, 30-yard completions because you guys are playing 60 yards off, Joe Barry, like, what are you doing? And I kind of want to go back, and we're jumping kind of in and out of this stuff, but like you said, we're going to get the negative out first. I truly do believe, as I was starting to say earlier, that savage interception was savage knowing Mike McCarthy's tendencies. Because if you watch that from the back angle, from Dak's angle – Savage literally jumps that the second the play started. Yeah. Like he was gone. And as soon as he caught the ball, he was gone. He hit 20.55 miles per hour on that interception because by the time he caught the ball, he was already full speed. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he definitely knew what was coming. And that's not scheme. 
right? That's not like that's instincts. That's 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 IQ, right? Like, and let's be honest, it's not like Savage is the best the best player at that position in the league, or even a he's not even in the top fifty percent, most likely. No, right? but he, but he, but he but like, like we've seen him, but we've seen him play well. Yeah, we have, we have. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, what you're. It's not even. It's. It can't. Like, it's not this. He just knew it because of the familiarity, right? He, yeah, yeah. That, but he made that play himself. That wasn't. That wasn't a scheme but, play. No, and, and I'll even say like, we made plays on defense and we we held them and but they dropped some passes. Dak made some bad throws. We really didn't get a lot of pressure. It. I don't. I didn't see today as a scheme game. Like, that interception by Jair was 100% Jair being an all-pro player. Yeah. Like, it was It was similar. Th- okay, and, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a similar that, – that Jair interception is similar to what happened with Keyshawn Nixon just made an awesome play against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, right? It's something that I kind of tied in as well. Like, I, I'm not – I bring this shit up. Because I was, I felt like I should be a motherfucking analyst after uh, my predictions. Uh, after listening to to the guys on Fox, uh, I could easily do that job, man. Fuck those guys too, because they. Well, they I were think it's interesting. They were steady looking for cowboy shit to talk about instead of just talking about the Packers and how dominant we were being in that game. Yeah, I, mean, it, I think something that. So that's just I'm just I'm pumping myself up. No, but you, but, but <laughs> at the same problem. time. But at the same time, it's not like it's recorded, Cisco. Like if you go back, anyone listening to this manager's special and listen to the end of the freezer edition, the, the wild card edition episode right before this one, all three of us, me, you and Matt said the key to today's game was starting fast and making them one dimensional and making Dak press. And what happened? It was exactly, exactly what exactly we said. That. I, I, exactly and that. I'll be, I'll be the first one to admit in group chat with my family in the podcast, I said we were going to lose because I didn't think we would be able to do what we said was the key to the game. And at the end of the, but I did say, if we do that, we were going to win. So yeah. I, I'll sit here and say, I didn't think we were going to win today. I walked, we walked into that game. Well, I walked into that game. I sat down and said, I think I said it in the group chat. I don't, I don't have any receipts, but. I think I said, we're getting the ball. We have to score. Like, yeah. we had to score that first possession where the game is completely different. We had to set that tone. It, it's it, – I think it has a lot to do with being young, right? You go down early, everything's against you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's easier to stay confident and poised when you're in a position where you're controlling the game and have the lead. I mean um, – so I, let's let's we can move past the defense then, right? We can move past that. It, do you feel like, or do you feel like we got to keep talking? Like, there, I don't think there's much more. We got we got conservative at the end, but the guys stepped up. Those guys made plays. Uh, keep, I think uh, I was watching um, the game with uh, with Alina and her mom and her mom's boyfriend Mark. And Mark uh, mentioned how great of a game that he felt that Keyshawn Nixon had. And I have to second that. Oh, I think that I Keyshawn, love had, an, Keyshawn's he had game. an amazing game. And his, the <sighs> thing that was that he, the thing that I'm going to highlight about him and what he used to his advantage was his speed. He well, used I, his speed to his yes, advantage. He did put himself 
in the position to be successful. That, that's not scheme because he's catching up on plays because of his speed. He's knocking the ball out of CeeDee Lamb's hand. He's getting Dak on the, I, what I think is a sack, right? It was behind the line, um, that third down play. Oh, that was an unbelievable play. Unbelievable you know I mean? play. I, I think he, But that was his he, speed. He used his speed, and he had a hell of a game as well. He did, and I'm going to say this about him. What he brought to that defense today was something I don't think we've seen throughout the season, and that's where we need Keyshawn Nixon to be consistent. I think he's had a really good season. This is Keyshawn Nixon's first year playing cornerback in the NFL, like consistently, right? Yeah. I think he was drafted as a cornerback, but he was never good. He was known as a kick returner. Like, ah, oh, that guy's a one-trick pony. What did we say going into the offseason? You paid him $6 million. This motherfucker's got to play defense. Yeah. He's still an all-pro kick returner, yet when he plays like this today, he is one of the top slot corners in the NFL. And our defense is completely different. When he's yeah. running around like a fucking madman and making tackles and hitting the quarterback. But here's what I was here's what I was getting at and got a little off topic was it's his energy. It's his energy, bro. Like everybody feeds off of that. It yeah. almost reminds me of Jair before the big contract. Like Jair would make a play and he didn't just do the little, you know, sword in the sheath thing. He like was hype, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. Which which Keyshawn is like slapping. Man, I don't know who made the tackle, or who made the sack. It might have been Preston Smith, or it might have been, I don't know who it was. It might have been Kenny Clark, but the it was Kenny Clark. He I think he made a tackle behind the line of scrimmage on Pollard, and as soon as he turned around, bro, he caught a left fucking hook by Keyshawn Nixon, like. <laughs> hyping him up. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, he slapped the shit out of Kenny Clark. And I was like, dang. But that's the guy that we need there all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Savage, great game today. Savage looked good. Um, Jair looked good before the injury. Valentine looked good. Valentine looked good when he came in. Like, and, when we – go ahead. Uh, I, mo momentum no, you, for the – Yeah. I, I want to finish. Momentum for this team is more important than any Packer team in the last 10 years because we don't have like the rooted veterans that can, can kind of change. Hey, momentum's not on our side. Okay. Well, I got to go like the Charles Woodson, the Nick yeah. Collins, the, and I'm talking from a defense perspective. When we start playing well on defense, it's almost like, I don't give a fuck what Joe Barry calls. And before we finish the negatives, uh, did you have something to say on that? Because I, well, I don't want to like. No, I wanted to. But I want. Those, I have so... one more major negative that I do want to point out. Okay, you go first because what okay. I have to highlight is it's like half negative, half positive. You know, I, I'll just you know what? Let me just we're we're we're, we're highlighting Keyshawn's play. We're highlighting Savage's play. We're highlighting you just highlighted Valentine Jair. When you look at the game and even look at the box score. Um, we did not we yeah we had four sacks but i don't think our defensive line was getting the pressure that that we were in the last couple games of the season no we weren't but we also right? played so, the number but, 2 offensive line in the nfl yeah, yeah. but i so, just want to point that out because yeah i if you would have showed me this box score without showing me the score of the game and i'm seeing Enigbari one tackle Devontae wyatt one tackle gary one tackle preston one tackle Brooks, two tackles. Slayton, two tackles. 
Clark, two tackles. Van Ness, three tackles. I'm thinking, man, we didn't get any fucking pressure, and we lost by probably 20. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you, but the pressure came differently. Right? Like, Dak was very elusive today. The pressure came, in my opinion, and I'd have to see, like, the pro football focus or yeah, maybe uh, Pack-A-Day podcast like grades. Because for me, the eye test was the pressure was coming from the middle, which was f- causing Dak to get out of the pocket, Yeah, which was causing Dak to make mistakes. So the Kenny Clarks, the Carl Brookses, the Colby Woodens, the TJ Slaytons may have had a really unbelievable game. They never got home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But no, you don't yeah, have I, to get home against a quarterback that as soon as he gets taken off of his platform, he is no longer the MVP candidate. Yeah. So I don't disagree with you at all because box score-wise, our defensive line didn't look that great today. Yeah. But I remember my X factor in another chat I have with Randy Stiltz and my sister is was the D-line. And after the first quarter, somebody, I think my sister put D-line is unbelievable right now. And I think it was the the shit that's not going to show up on the box score. Yeah. It's the no, hoes. Yeah, it's and the... I give that to you for sure. I just was saying, if you showed me that box score, I don't think, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I, I'm not expecting to have the game that we had. But it's because of the play of all the people you highlighted Valentine, you know, Jair, Keyshawn. I mean, Quay had 11 tackles. Quay and Keyshawn had 11 tackles each. Them, them, them dudes. The key, them, Keyshawn was everywhere. If Keyshawn I was a, great. If I had to pick a, uh, I think <laughs> I would use him. He would be my MVP on the defensive side of the ball for today. Even though Savage had the pick six and Jair had an interception that set us up with great field position, just because of the grind, man. But I also great. liked how McDuffie looked today. McDuffie yes. was not even supposed to be in there. Yeah. Devondre's yeah. healthy. Quay's healthy. McDuffie was everywhere and I think that just goes and this isn't a futures episode but that might be the end of Devondre Campbell because McDuffie is reliable yeah I would agree man I I do I got one last thing to say on Alina's question I know we passed it up but I meant to say this uh, but I was too hyped and I let my emotions uh, get the best of me here's why Joe Barry still needs to go and I, I called it out in the group chat the first third down Kenny Clark dropped back. Oh, yes. yes. What yes. the fuck are you doing with Kenny Clark dropping back in coverage? Okay, got it. You did it once. Nope. The next drive, or that same drive, third down, C.D. Lamb drops a ball that he probably takes to the house. Because who was covering him? Quay Walker. Quay yeah. Walker tried to undercut a route on one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He got beat, and C.D. Lamb dropped the ball. Probably takes it to the house. The game's 7-7. And we're, we're probably in a whole different ball game, right? Yeah. Now, I thought I was done with that. I thought I was done with that. I thought, you know, I'm a fan sitting at home who's never played football. I didn't even play in high school. I play for fun. I watch. Nope. Kenny Clark got called for a face mask on a huge third down, right? Yeah. Why was Kenny Clark there? Because he dropped back in fucking coverage. Again. You dropped a 320-pound defensive tackle in coverage. And he went to make a play on a quarterback where the middle linebacker should have been there, and he grabbed his face mask. Yeah. And I'm not blaming – Kenny Clark really didn't have to do anything because someone else made the tackle. I think it was Keyshawn Nixon, if I'm going to be honest with you. But the fact is Kenny Clark shouldn't be there. He shouldn't yeah. be in the open field trying to tackle Dak. 
So that is for me, and that's my last negative of the day, that is the whole Joe Barry, like, what the fuck are you doing? Kenny Clark is a dominant defensive tackle. Stop dropping him back in coverage. Yeah, and I, I could see if it was causing confusion for Dak, but I don't. I think that they were successful on those plays. Granted, maybe that one, no, because but it, they were at the end because of the penalty. But, um, yeah, he, he definitely has to go. There's no, uh, there's no changing that tune. Um, no, it can't be because at the end of the day, if our offense didn't play as well as it did today, because at the end of the day, they did play really well. We, we may not have won this game. Like, I get it. The box score is not as close as it was. Take the Savage interception away and take how – I mean, fuck it. Let's just get into it. How fucking good was Jordan Love today? Like, he really I, had – I mean – I hate what? the fact that they, they had him throw on that third down because he lost his perfect passer rating, and I know you said a win's more important, and I agree with you. But at that point, don't I mean, even – Yeah, like, you're you, – no, let me – I mean, let me let me kind of – not backpedal, but let me sidestep. You're right, though. That would be awesome to have. It's it not – just. here's would, my thing, Cisco. It would be fucking awesome to have, you, man. You, like, took him, you took him out up three scores. They made it two-score game. You put him in. You put Aaron Jones in. Your, your idea for that was to bleed the clock, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's still a two-score game. But you put him in, and then you run a stupid fucking play that wasn't going to get a first down anyways. So, like, what was the – what really was the sense of even putting Jordan Love back in there? No, I mean, you could have ran that same play and let Sean Clifford throw it. Well, you could have just ran the ball. But you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to run I, the play – I agree with you, but – Yeah, like, just, or just and, – and why I hate that he lost the perfect passer rating is because of it, like – because now they're comparing him to CJ – and this is super petty, but now they're comparing him to CJ Stroud. They had the exact same stats, 157.2 passer rating, night. Uh, whatever, sixteen to twenty-one, I mean, three Stroud, touchdowns. Stroud, Stroud did look good. Stroud but, was balling. Shout but the Kenny Blacks, he's an OSU guy. But uh, Jordan Love has a better game than CJ Stroud if he doesn't throw that incompletion. That didn't matter. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I mean, like, I, I just yeah. hate it for him. I hate it. I know it doesn't matter because we won. He doesn't. Yeah. But I yeah. care as a fan. I. <laughs> This is shit I want to fucking sit here and go, oh, we have the first quarterback in NFL history to have a perfect passer rating in their first start. That shit was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I I just – let. so that's my, my like, rant about Matt LaFleur putting him back in. If you're going to take him out, keep him out. Well, okay, but let's tie this in. Matt LaFleur doesn't have to put him back in if Joe Barry does his fucking job. Okay. Well, Matt, fire his ass because you just cost your quarterback. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. That's a thousand percent. Joe <laughs> doing his job, and because we did, I mean, we had dudes out on the defense that I've never even seen before. Okay, and then there here's the thing too: safety, a white dude. I was like, "Who is I, this guy?" <laughs> for people that are listening and going, "You were up three scores. Like, what defense did you want him to play?" I just want him to play normal defense to take time off the clock. I don't give a shit if they score 32 points on us and he allowed, but it happens and it takes extra time. Does that? You know what I mean? Yeah. If we get that ball back and, and we're up two scores and there's only four minutes instead of six or whatever there was, or if there's two minutes instead of four, then I'm 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 sitting here going, okay, that's fine. Because at the end of the day, you're making them work to get back yeah. in the game. You're not just letting them back in the game. And that's the fucking problem that we've seen. 
But well, back to the po- plays, right? Yeah, that too. Be- back to the positives. Is Aaron Jones 21 Aaron Jones. years old again? Aaron Jones is in, Dylan's out. That's that's a hunt. That's got it. Has to be. I don't give a fuck about the money. I I love Dylan as a person. I love love him as a teammate. You know what I mean? And I don't mind him on the field. I think he he stepped up this season for us when we needed him towards the end. But uh, Aaron Jones is showing that one, he has gas left in the tank, and two, he needs to remain on this team because this offense is much. Much, much, not just different, but better when he is playing and he is in the game. And the 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 script was exactly what I said. It and, is. We, and I know we all said it, but I've been I've been I feel like you've I've been, said it. You've said it all year. We needed to run the ball, and yep. I I came on on that on the freezer frenzy. I came on. I said my 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 pick. I originally I had Dallas. And then I said, I woke up that morning. And I said, man, fuck that, right? Like I said, you I did. thought about Carl Brooks. My home's Carl Brooks. And I just said, because the game is winnable. I mean, yeah, it's easy to say now, but I said it then. We also, you know what I mean? Even you said the game is winnable, right? But to win the game, we needed to run the ball effectively. And that's what we did. That play action to, to Musgrave. I called that sitting on the couch. I said, Let's yeah, I said, play action. Here. That was beautiful. Yep. Play action. Time for play action. We're running play action and boom, play action. Fucking. And yeah, that was like a missed was a, it was a defensive mistake, right? It wasn't like he made the most amazing catch, but it was a great play. I thought it was a really good route too, though. I thought it was a good. Yeah. And he did a great job of letting the ball just come to him. Yeah. Right. Because it Jordan, like it, it hit him in stride. It was just, I, I, Threw a duck out there. Kind when of, he threw know? that ball, I was like, God damn it, love. But after the play and then after the replay, I was like, holy shit. That was actually brilliant. Because if love puts more on that and he overthrows Musgrave or he underthrows him, but it has more juice on it, like we're sitting here and we're bashing love. Yeah. So, like, love he knew safe, what he – He made the safest throw yeah, he could make. Because he knew what he had. He had 40 yeah. yards. Like, just get him – like playing that, 500. He yeah. threw the ball 500. And it was like, hey, let's it. just get him the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I And so the run game is what uh, Aaron Jones, I feel like you got to highlight him. I mean, but he, and, ha- and, he, and, he has to come back. It, it, let's go back to what you were like, why you were saying that, right? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I talked to Jen about this tonight. I do care about the 17 million. But at the end of the day, this offense is completely different, better, more efficient. Jordan loves better. Jordan loves more efficient. The receivers are better when Aaron Jones is in the game. It's yeah. not even when he's playing the way he's played the last four weeks. This is the best. Before today, you know, he never had three 100-yard games back uh, in a row in his entire life. Now this is four. This was his four. This is four now, but yeah. he never even had three. He told he- Matt LaFleur this week or the week before, this is the best I've ever felt in my entire career. Feed me the ball. And guess what? It shows. He is. Do you know it's funny that you say that they they cut during the game. They had cut to him on the sideline talking to Lafleur, and I made a joke. Uh, you know, like with everybody we were watching, I said he's telling Lafleur there, "Hey man, you need to keep me. I need to stay. This I need to be on this team." Because I went. True. We went through the numbers last week a little bit. Remember? Just restructure yeah. him. Like I don't. Like, this is a guy we need in green and gold. 
He loves being a Packer. He loves being a Packer, but we – I. here's what I worry about. We're going to let Dylan leave. We're going to let Jones leave because of the money. We're going to let Dylan leave because he doesn't meet kind of what we need, and we're going to go back to – well, now we have nobody in the backfield, and now we have – some experience let's not, at the let's wide. Not even, let's not even. No, get, yeah, you're right. Because it's not what this is about. It's not what this is about. We don't. Romeo fucking Dobbs, bro. You Check know, your you Romeo, know. Romeo. Where out the? Oh, I think he's probably somewhere out there. Probably somewhere wide open. That motherfucker was wide open all day, bro. Let me, let me, and and I think this is a testament to things that we've been talking about in the last maybe month or two. The the last two games. Big play, Bo, right? Bo Melton yep. was making plays for us, coming out of nowhere, making plays. Um, you know, Wicks at various stages this year is out there making plays. Um, you know, Watson has had his his spare moments, right, uh, where he's, you know, looking super fucking electric. Jaden Reed has had many games where he's looked mm-hmm. electric. Yeah. Dobbs said, "This is this is my, my time. I got you my guys. Turn. This is my day." Because nobody else on paper, when you look on paper, nobody else really comes close to to looking the way Dobbs looked. And that motherfucker was wide open. So here's the thing, and we talked about this last year, and it, this isn't something that's new. We thought when we, I don't know, maybe halfway through the year last year, maybe when Watson was hurt before his uh, big game against Dallas, and then that put him on the map. But Romeo Dobbs was the best wide receiver on the team last year. And we yeah. talked about it over and over about how he's a tactician. He's not going to break away from people, but he's going to get open because he's such a good route runner and his hands are so good, right? Yeah. Well, today showed that in, when the game speeds up or whatever happens in the playoffs for the NFL, I think they say it speeds up. Romeo Dobbs is the guy that continues to slow. Like, I feel like he's just so slow, but it's not like speed wise. I'm saying like, what he does is just so methodical. And, yeah. and today, it, it, Jordan it, Love and – yeah, yeah, yeah. It, tell me if I'm wrong. It's a di- definitely different sport. But it's, it's, it's fundamental. It's Tim Duncan, right? You look at Tim Duncan, right? He's slow, but, you know, not like just in terms of speed. But you look at it and it's just a fundamental, right? Dobbs is doing the fundamental shit. It's not flashy, it's not speedy, but it's fundamentals. Is that what you're? It, it, I thought I felt like that's what you were kind of trying to say. Like that's what you're I, getting at. Maybe I, that's not. Maybe I'm off on that. But no, I think you're 100 percent on it. It's almost like, yeah, it it is, but it's just it's not exciting to watch for a. It's exciting for me. Yeah. Right. Like it's exciting for me because I like the tactician. I like the technician or whatever you call it. I like the, the route runner, the, the, it's like, he's smarter than everybody. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you're going to play me inside. All right. Well, fuck it. I'm just going to use that leverage and I'm going to go out. But man, were they on the same page today? And yeah, I know my X factor for yesterday for the win was Dontavian Wicks, which obviously Romeo Dobbs outshined him, which he did, but man, what a fucking touchdown catch. Like that well, yeah. But I want to talk about that play holistically because I think I said it in the group chat and you uh, reacted to it. I thought we were going to call timeout. I thought I could see, and I think everybody watching that understands football could see that 
the Dallas Cowboys went a zero blitz. They didn't even try to hide it. Oh, yeah, the pressure came. The pressure. But with about five seconds left on the play clock, Love told Jaden Reed to do something. And the something was he was on the outside of Dontavian Wicks. Do you remember this? No. So he was the far wide receiver, which I don't know the XY stuff. I should, but I don't. But he was the far wide receiver closest to the Packers sideline, and Wicks was on the inside, but they were pretty close. They were like within a step of each other. Wicks brought, uh, sorry, Love brought Reed on a motion, right? Okay. So he brought him to the inside of Wicks and snapped the ball while Reed was still in his motion and sent Reed across the middle on a shallow crosser. So knowing, hey, I got Jaden Reed as a outlet if the pressure gets you faster than I can get the ball out, right? Yeah. But what that did was it left one-on-one with no safety help, no other cornerback help, nobody on Dontavian Wicks. And if you go back and you watch it, when they release the All-22, or you watch it from behind Jordan Love, that movement also confirmed to Jordan Love that they were in an all-out blitz. Because if those corners switch, they're not on a blitz. They're not in a blitz because they're in a zone. And Jordan Love, at his in his first year starting, I I know he worked under Rodgers, learned under Rodgers, learned from Tom Clements. But the fact that he recognized the linebackers coming up, the safeties coming up, goes, shit, this could be an all-out blitz. Moves Jaden Reed, which could have theoretically hindered it because if that doesn't work out in their favor, they might have to take a delay a game or a timeout. But it literally was just like, to me, that was just so smart. Yeah. And it just goes to show for me why – and I'm not trying to give myself props. That's not what I'm trying to do. So if that's what this sounds like, I promise talk you it's your not. Talk, bro. Talk your but talk, like, bro. that's why I've seen that growth throughout the year. And that's yeah. why I am confident that this is the quarterback of the future. This isn't a flash in the pan. That ball was fucking perfect. Dude, like he, he looked great. He looked, he looked, I mean, and great feels like an understatement. And I'm just, you know, cause I'm like, man, he's, he's got like, because you think about it and you're like, man, he's just got so much more to go. You know what I mean? Like he's a young dude. He's got more seasons to play, you know, and, and to see him do the things he's doing to, to see the way he looks. And I mean, he, he balled out. I, I obviously, to, you know, it's hard to, you can't ignore the fact that Aaron Jones had a fucking hell of a game right in his home state in front of his friends and family and balled out, but love, I mean, and, and, but that's, that's any team, any team, any quarterback that you put on your field is going to look better when you have a, a good run game, right? We talk about Brock Purdy. I don't feel Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Jordan Love. He's but not, because, but because yeah. of the, the team that they have, the offensive line, not that I'm not shitting on our offensive line. I thought we did a good job today. We did, a, you know, we, we, I, love was cleaned. He was clean. He didn't, you know what I mean? I mean, he got a couple late hits that they didn't call. I would like to, 
to, to call that out because I thought even the Parsons one, he kind of launched himself at the head. Oh, dude, he even launched himself at his head. We, if that's if this is college, that's targeting. He's gone. It's not even that. If this you is this, two like, years from now, two years from now, Love gets all those calls. I, I, it, yeah. It's, it, it just you know is what saying? it is. So like, uh, but, but what San Fran does is they have a fucking amazing – they have the best running back in the league, right? <clears throat> they do. CMC is the best running back in the league. They got arguably the best – running receiver in the league in Devo Samuel, right? And Ayuk is a great receiver as well. He's no slouch. Then you got one of the best tight ends in the league. And I'm not saying anybody could look good in that offense, but Garoppolo looked good in that offense, right? So, like, yeah, I don't want to get away. Like, I I, want to highlight that Jones had a great fucking game and that is going to help love, but I also don't want to take away from the fact that love looked so great today. That fucking so, final score has has this not even a direct reflection. We came out there and we're fucking efficient every drive. I was so nervous coming into the second half. The thing I was most nervous about was I felt that our offense had been off yep, the field for knew, so long. Yeah, I knew you were going to say like, that. Dude, are they they were in a they were fucking in a rhythm. They were in they just they were they were just fucking clicking on all cylinders, man. There was no fucking hiccups really on, on that. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. I, I, mean, I want to use an example. One, one, one driver, we had a penalty that saved our drive or something like that, you know, but it wasn't a bullshit penalty, but like we were in rhythm. So I was super nervous, but man, the motherfuckers came out like nothing changed. I want to say something. And I think people that have played sports for a long time, and I'm not like knocking you or knocking anybody that, Maybe this never has happened to you. This has happened to me like twice in my entire life. But you've he- you've heard athletes, or I think we've all heard people of the zone, right? You get in. For me, it was basketball because that's what I played most of my life. Again, it's only happened like twice in my life that no matter what I did, the ball went in. Yeah. And the past seven, eight weeks, no matter what this young man does with that football, it fucking works. Whether he's throwing a bullet to Jaden Reed in front of five defenders and somehow it gets there. Or he's throwing a touchdown to Dontavian Wicks on an all-out blitz off his back foot. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think this zone is the zone that I'm talking about. I think this is Jordan Love. And, and because it's been so consistent, like, I think this is what we have. Is he going to – I've said this on the pod – within the last couple of weeks. Is he going to have a bad game here and there? Yeah, of course he is. Is he going to have a 157.2 passer rating every week? No. But is he going to be above average quarterback, top 10 quarterback for the next X amount of years? I truly believe it is a yes. Now, there's a lot of factors that go into that prediction or yeah. thing, and it's not all on love. It's do we have a bad year and the coaching staff gets upended? Do we have a bad year and – you know, they get rid of players. Does right now we are first and second year players, right? We're not yeah. doing so great cap wise, but in three years, we're going to be real nice looking on the cap. Who are we going to sign? Are we keeping a Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks and letting Romeo down? You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like the personnel movement, like all that stuff are factors that Jordan Love has very little say in. And at the end of the day, he just has to go out there and play. But I truly do believe we have a guy that's going to be a guy for a long time. And does that mean we're going to go into San Fran next week and put the smack down on him like we did the Cowboys? 
No. Does it mean that Jordan Love can't go into San Fran and have a bad game? No. But, again, we're playing with house money. I feel the same way next week as I felt today. Fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. We well, lose. Yeah, and, the, and, we, and we could do a preview. We don't we, even have to jump into that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to jump into it. But um, but I just, you know, you look at this team, man, and, again, you know, you reiterate, we weren't supposed to be here. Nobody expected us to be here. Um, I fucking at some points didn't expect to be here, right? I'll own up with my own shit. Like, and that's just, I feel like it's oh, a but- normal thing as a fan. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, and especially, I went to three games this year. You know what I mean? Like, I watched games from a fan perspective in person. And, you know, they weren't, they, we went, I went to the Lions game that we lost. I went to the Vegas, the Raiders game that we lost. And I went to the Chargers game that we barely won, that we really had no business winning because, you know what I mean? I mean, they, they, they beat themselves, the Chargers did. So, like, having all of that experience at that time up until that point is like, oh, man, like, he's not as close as I thought he is, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. I'll own up to my shit, you know? And, like, I, but I, mean, I, but, but the last, I was talking the about losing out, bro. So let's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about yeah, losing out to get a top five pick. I wasn't, I wasn't set on this team. I wasn't convinced on this team. I was convinced we had a quarterback. I don't think my faith and love ever wavered. And I know Claus called me a homer. I don't know how many times to the point where I got so mad I fucking left the group left chat. Upset, <laughs> but, but now, he a, hey, he took a vacation. Claus never apologized for that. He no, was wrong, Claw. Yeah. I'm calling you out on the pod, bro. Where's my apology? Where is my apology? He was about to apologize, but then they dropped because of technical difficulties. <laughs> like he did on the uh, the freezer friend, uh, frenzy. But No, I, I just think, again, uh, I, I don't want to sit here and continue to, like, talk about how I was right about love. Because at the end of the day, it was a fucking hunter. It was it doesn't matter if I was right or not. Like, I, yeah. I really don't care that I was well, right. All like, I gave a shit like, about. I mean, true receipt, we could go back to that to that episode where we did about the draft. And there wasn't there wasn't many people happy about the pick. And I want to say I might have been the only one that justified the pick. You did. I, I hated the pick at the time because of the timing. Well, I thought we still had a window to win a Super Bowl. And we obviously did. Well, we did. We, we went... just couldn't. We couldn't close the deal. I mean, we had three, three, right, three seasons of Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers where we could have, right? Matt, uh, maybe three, two, three, yeah, no, right? three. Yeah, we went thirteen and whatever. How many? Times? But the fir- after the first one is the one that we drafted Love. So two after that. Okay, so we had two because we lost that. in the NFC Championship, which the caused, Tampa. yeah, which then caused us to take Jordan. Well, not caused us, but that's when we took Love because we traded yeah. up. I mean, so you know it. At the end of the day, I hated the pick, but I never – it was mainly because I wanted another guy to, to – I wanted to go all in. Yeah. So I'll admit it. I hated the pick at the time, but that doesn't change the fact that as a Packer fan, I never thought he was going to be the future because of how bad he looked up until last year. Yeah. So yeah. – but as soon as I started hearing – and see it. Well, it was more hewing because you didn't you didn't see a lot of the plays from training camp, but you started hearing media. Yeah, you hear the talking, buzz, man. You yeah, you start hearing the buzz, like, oh man, this guy's gotten so much better. And then obviously, if you're willing to send a four-time MVPs 
Super Bowl winner, multiple NFC championships away because you want to go to this fourth year guy, you you either believe you have something today or you believe you have something in the future. And yeah. I still believe Goody's comments were extremely um, manipulative and, and thought out because he knew he couldn't sign the guy. He got yeah. asked the question that he, the answer is, well, no. But fuck that. I'm not just going to say, no, I can't sign the guy. Knowing I can't sign the guy, I'm going to say, no, he's not playing well enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that says a lot. And the thing too, like, um, like something that, so like, I know like we're not, we don't want to jump into the San Fran thing, but there's a, there was a, a comment on the IG from, um, I don't know who Redbeard is. Do you know? Uh, that's that? Elliot. Elliot. Okay. Um, and he mentioned the X factor yeah. is going to be the young receiver. He, this is a statement. This isn't even a question. He's stating that the X factor will be the young receivers uh, against San Fran. But uh, I, I, bring this up because I, there's something that I'm as we're talking about how great Jordan Love has been the X factor is Jordan Love because he is the one that gives these young guys the opportunity to make the plays which is something we did not have when we had Rodgers once he established that connection with Devontae Adams we did not have the the, the lack of plethora of opportunities for these young guys to make because Rodgers wasn't even looking to make those plays. I, I agree with you. It's kind I, of, and also, and not even, I'm not like, it's not a negative thing, but like, it's kind of hard to say that's the X factor when that's all you have. Yeah. I agree with you. And I, but I want to, I want to tell the listeners a stat that supports your, uh, your statement just now, not the statement of Jordan love being the X factor, but the statement of Jordan love, being the guy who doesn't, uh, who allows these young receivers to be who they are, right? Yeah. Six players this year, again, only first and second year wide receivers, tight ends. Six of those first year, second year guys have more than 300, 350 or more yards. Six of them. Yeah. Jaden Reed is a rookie and he led the Green Bay Packers in yards this year. Yeah. I, I don't think I have to say much more because at the end of the day, Jaden and I, I, we've talked about this before. We hated the fact that Aaron Rodgers stared down Devante and only went to Devante and only, but we loved it when it worked. So we were, we were hypocrites at at times, but but because it was so good, because it was so good, Jordan Love doesn't have to do that today because he's growing with these guys. There isn't a, complete drop off at the talent level from a number one to a number five. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's talent all over the place. And that go, that's a credit to Goody, but that's also a credit to Jordan loves going, Hey man, I don't need a true number one. I just need guys. Just give me somebody, yeah. whether it's Luke Musgrave or Tucker craft or, and that's from the tight end perspective, or it's a uh, Dontavian Wicks or fucking Bo Melton. Just, just put the guy where he, just put him in a place. Yeah, and tell and him I'll to run the route. I'll give him the opportunity. And granted, yes, these guys have to make the play, right? It's not. I'm, I'm not trying to say that they don't have to make the play, that they're not making the plays. You know, that that they're not an X factor. But I think the true X factor in that equation is Jordan Love because he's the one that's giving them the opportunities and allowing them. You know what I mean? To, it to, is. Your X factors. What they're doing because yep. 
it, when you had Aaron Rodgers, those guys weren't getting those opportunities. You you didn't see, and I don't even I'm trying to even think of a guy that would have been comparable at the time, but you know you didn't see. Uh, it's not like Jeff Janis was having a, a hundred. No, but game. that's somewhat on Goody as well, man. Right? No, like no, Goody sure, wasn't bringing sure. the guys in either. He wasn't giving Aaron really a lot of options. I mean, it was Alan Lazard, a fucking super age Randall Cobb, a Geronimo Allison, who in his time was pretty good. But was Geronimo Allison that much worse of a player as Bo Melton? That's an honest question. No. Was Geronimo Allison that much worse of a player than Malik Heath? Probably not. No. Did he get the opportunities that a Bo Melton and Malik Heath have gotten? No, he hasn't. Is it because Aaron Rodgers was cemented in his position and knew sort of like I can key on Devante? Yeah. Jordan Love doesn't have that liberty right now to do that because he starts doing that shit. We're going to fucking. But the point right. is, the, the, the... they're not comparable, but we can applaud and give Jordan his flowers for doing what he's doing with the cast he has. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and man, one couple things, man, I just want to uh, put out there. Fuck the Cowboys. I fucking hate the Cowboys. I hate, and I know hate is a strong word. I hate their fans. I, 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 the, to me, it goes Bears, then Cowboys. Yeah, I don't have the same. I I don't dis. I don't like them, but um, I don't have the same hate. Uh, But I, I do want to. You have any Cowboys fans you want to shout out? I can't wait to see because I don't. I I know that he's already posted something, but I have not watched it yet because we're obviously we're recording. I cannot wait to see that because I love I love when he gets on them. No, but I do want to. I want to hit one last question before we go on. Just a little fun shooting the shit slash rant and just be happy that we won. Um, so uh, I know he bombarded us with comments and questions today, but I appreciate the love. And uh, Elliot's kind of last question that we really didn't talk about was best defensive look next week. We talked about it pretty heavily. Well, he has, two, we, I mean, he has, a, he has, go ahead. He has a, he has like two questions in that. I mean, he has uh, the, well, the, the yes. question. So let's talk. I think we continue to Here's take the, the thing. Ball. Oh, I agree, but let me let me stop you real yeah. quick because I got a suggestion. We're going to remember those questions, Elliot, and we're going to talk about them next week on our pre-playoff episode because they talk about next week and we want to get into – we really want to dive into the games next week outside of the manager's special. If I, yes, yeah. So I agree. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Whether we take the coin toss next week and the best defensive look and the X factor for next week, I know we kind of hit on it, but we'll give our actual X factors, and yours may change from Jordan Love to someone else. It may not. doesn't matter. But let's really dive into the 49ers game after we find out the rest of the, the playoffs um, yeah. games, and then we'll probably spend a, a more, we'll probably spend Saturday morning doing a quick episode again on the uh, – on next week's game so that we don't get a little bit of ahead of ourselves. No, I agree. That's cool. Okay. I can work with that. Yeah. Let's do that. There, so a couple things that are, that are kind of more related to that. My cousin Christian had, had a comment and it was more just a comment. It wasn't a question, but you know, he was saying he likes our momentum. Uh, so that's something we could touch on. You know what I mean? Does the buy help San Fran? Does it really mean anything? 
does it really give them an advantage? I feel like those are things we can talk about next week too. Shout out to you, Cuzzo. Um, I definitely won't uh, forget to bring that up. So I just, yeah, so that's good. I, I'm cool with that strategy, man, because there are a lot of things, um, you know what I mean, that are kind of more focused on next week, and we can yeah. get into that then. I would because I do. I mean, some fun right now, to, you know, as we wrap this up. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm cool with that. Um, I did want to. Ooh, we missing today. Preston Smith, I got I got a funny uh, thing I recognized that I, I think was fun, and you might not have recognized it, but I got a really good kick out of this. So Preston Smith got that sack, remember? Yeah. On third down, and the game was over right at that point. Like it, even if they score a touchdown there, I think there was less than twenty seconds left. And theoretically, the game is over. But I said the play before I was laughing about it because I said. Jen, watch this play. Like, Preston Smith's not even doing anything. <laughs> He's so gassed. He just doesn't even want to play. And maybe he was like, dude, the game's over. Like, and I'm fucking tired. Like, fuck this. But then he gets a sack. And if you watch that sack, it was a very uh, lazy sack. It was like, oh, fuck it. The guy's coming my way. I'll just, I guess I have to sack him. Yeah. The next play was fourth and long, whatever. They threw it out of the back of the end zone. Preston Smith never moved. He just stood there. He just stood there and was like, "Bro, I'm fucking tired," and I was laughing. Thing too, like they weren't on the field that much until the end of the game, right? Like till the second, like late in this, in the third and fourth quarters, right? The defense wasn't on the field that much. They were the the Cowboys weren't sustaining huge long drives, and you know what I mean. So he he not only was he probably tired, but he wasn't used to. Like the whole game, he wasn't having to, you know what I mean, work as hard as he was on those ending drives. So that, I mean, that shit is kind of funny. Alina loves Preston Smith. That's her. That's her guy. Hey, she, I'm a big fan, but I don't think he'll be there. Airport one time on our way home from St. Thomas uh, in Atlanta, he was coming back to. Did y'all talk to him? Bay. No, he was sitting there with his PlayStation. He he had like a carrying case for his PlayStation, and um. Oh, he didn't want nobody talking to him. And uh, who uh, Amari Rogers was there, and he ended up going up and talking to him. And I was another player that I didn't recognize that was on the plane as well. But um, no, she didn't. I, she wanted to go talk to him, and I told her, I said, "No, don't. We don't want to be those people." Yeah, like, yeah. I, I it, those be, people do I, suck. Yeah, I was I'll like, tell. I don't want to be that guy because we're just whiffing. I'll tell a funny story about being that guy, and I felt so bad afterwards. This is probably like twelve, maybe more years ago. I was flying home. And I don't know if it was like the NBA All-Star game was in, uh, I think the NBA All-Star game was in Milwaukee. And I didn't plan this, but it just so happened that when I was flying home, all the NBA guys were flying in, all the, like the retired guys. Oh, you said, yeah, David Robinson, right? So I fly into Dallas. I was, stay- I was, act- I was actually at the base I'm at now, so I was in Florida. I flew from here to to Dallas and then Dallas home. And I remember I'm walking to my gate and I'm early. It's probably like a two hour layover. So y'all, I got the hiccups, but I probably got like a two hour layover and I look, and this is the craziest part, bro. I'm in Dallas. I'm in Dallas. David Robinson played in San Antonio his whole career. This motherfucker was just walking around. Nobody said a word to him. And I was in awe one. Cause I was looking at a seven foot man. Dude was big. Yeah. 
But not only was he seven foot, he was yoked. The Admiral was stacked, man. He was a huge dude and no fat on him. But anyways, I see him and finally I go, man, I got to talk to him. He was by my gate and I go, man, I got to talk to him. I just got to go say, like, I appreciated his game and just like, whatever. And I don't know if it was partially because nobody was saying shit to him that I was like, man, this motherfucker needs some respect. Like, so I went up to him and I said, hey, Admiral. And he looked right at me. He goes, hey, brother, how you doing? And I was wearing Packers stuff as always. And he like gives me the bro hug. And I go, man, no one's going to believe this. Can I take a picture with you? He goes, yeah, of course. I'd love to. So we take like a selfie. And immediately this motherfucker gets surrounded. There had to be like 20 people. This dude was taking pictures for the next like hour. I felt so, I sat down and I felt so bad. And I remember I got to Milwaukee and my mom was at the airport and my dad was, my dad, shout out to Packer Ross, man, you don't pay for nothing. You a cheap, man, he's so damn cheap. His ass was driving around the airport so he didn't have to pay for parking. Waiting for me to land to get my bag. He would just go in a circle. So my mom, he would drop my mom off and my mom would come. I would do, bro. (laughs) This motherfucker didn't want to pay $4 for parking. He just drove in a circle. My mom goes something like, man, you see that guy over there? He's so big. And I thought she was talking about, you know, David Robinson. Yeah. I look, it was Shaq. Oh. And I was like, oh, man, that's Shaquille O'Neal. And my mom's like, oh, you're going to go talk to him? And I go, nope. Nope, ain't nobody talking to him. I'm not going to be that guy. I just fucked David Robinson's whole day up. <laughs> Shout out to the Admiral, man. I like the Admiral. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because you talk about seven foot. I went to high school with a dude that was seven foot, but he was not uh, – he was Athletic. a string bean. He was – no, he played he, – <laughs> oh. he, he hooped, but he was – which was crazy because he was a seven-footer that stood on the three-point line, and that was uh, my man before, was My man was Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, that was way before that, bro. That was a – that was 99, 2000. <laughs> like, that was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was 99 and 2000. That Ugh. was definitely before. Um, but, so I, I don't want to... We're drifting quite a bit. This is the yeah. manager special, and we did yeah. just win a playoff game. Are we them boys, or... Nah, bro. Was someone else them boys? Bro. Oh, yeah. We not them boys. But are they them boys? No, they ain't the boys. They ain't them boys no more. But, I mean, uh, the pack is back. <laughs> But like, <laughs> but like, man, I just, did you, I know we've talked about this, but like, what are you, oh. bro, I got, hold on, I was like, what is he playing in the background? Bro, okay, play it. it, play it, play it. That was Jair, bro, that was Jair. He you cut off the best like, part. No, he oh, no. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was from the, uh, that the was, game yep. today. That was from the game today. I had to share it, man, because that shit makes me laugh, bro. That shit makes me laugh. But, I mean, we can wrap it up, bro. It's hype. We won. We got victory Monday coming. I, um, can we yeah. can we talk about one other thing? Oh, yeah, bro. Because I just – you playing that made me think of this because we've talked about it the last couple weeks since his suspension. Did Jair today cement himself – like, to me, I'll, I'll say my stance because I don't think I'm asking the question the way I, I'm intending. Jair's play today for me cemented that the, we need him on this defense for the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. So this whole is job done. 
he's had a down year, he got suspended, he's this, he's that, blah, 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 I all mean, the negative energy, like. I mean, he looked good, man. He he looked good. He played good. He, It seems like he wants to be here, you know, because I, I think that for me, the biggest question about that was, does he want to be here? It wasn't like, is he washed up or is he done playing? Like, are his best years behind him type of deal? Like, it was just, does he want to be here? Like, are we going to get into a position where, and I know the correlation, like, the, it's not exactly the same, but are we going to get a, in a position where players, like they are in Vegas right now, saying, I'll request a trade if Antonio Pierce isn't made the head coach? Like, if we keep Joe Barry, are we going to get guys to say, I, can, I no longer want to be here because I don't want to play for this guy? I yeah, think that's I, where I leaned more yep. with the Jair thing. And, I mean, th- th- honestly, man, you you know, you, you follow social media and stuff, and even for me being in Green Bay, right, living in Green Bay and seeing, you know, a little bit more of the local stuff. Um, th- I, th- I don't he, – I think he, he loves being a Packer, man. He loves being here. He loves playing. He's a confident dude. He's, he's confident – you know, he, he's not full of himself, but he knows what he's capable of. Yeah, oh, he's, he's full of he has looked that he does not look good, but then we talk about it and we break it down, and we're like, bro, it's just that the scheme does not fit his strengths, right? So, like, one one has to go, right? And it's either then you get rid of him, is you get a guy that can play more zone, or you change the defensive coordinator and you keep your star cornerback, especially when you get rid of Douglas. And now you don't know what you have with Stokes. Is he a guy that's going to stay healthy? Is he a guy that's, you know what I mean, going to gonna progress and, and show what he's worth? Because, I mean, his rookie year, he looked great. And then all of a sudden, he's hurt a lot and he's not looking that great. Uh, I know Valentine has, has really shown. But you can't afford to lose a Jair and then Valentine be the guy with a Valentine as the next guy type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, you... Yeah, so and I, I, want... I would say no. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done here. I don't think he. I think he's a Packer. And um... I want to say this about today, because first off, I do think he played well. He had a freak injury on Tuesday, which caused him to be extremely questionable. He had to have a good workout in today. Doctor Cho, I don't know how to say his name either. Chow or Cho, he's like a sports doctor that breaks down individual plays if someone gets hurt and says like what he thinks it was. He like. He calls these things so often. Like he called Rogers Achilles like within minutes. He called Cooks Achilles within minutes. He's he made a comment after watching Jayo warm up today, and it was something to the. I think I sent it to you, right? Yeah. It was something to the extent of like still fa- favoring his left ankle, not getting out of breaks. Well, this will truly be a game time decision, and based off of whether or not like it could have long term issues. And this is where the conversation ends for me. The fact that he played today. Yeah. He is 20. It is literally, and I'm not making this up. It is $20 million riding on him getting a serious injury today. I don't think today, I don't think his injury, I think it was an ankle re-aggravation. It wasn't a serious injury, right? Because at the end of the day, we can cut him post or pre-March 20th or whatever, and we pay him $3 million, not 23. He loses $20 million if he goes out there and suffers a terrible injury. And the fact that he played today, 
to me, is he wants to be in Green Bay. He wants to show that he's still the guy. He believes in this team, whether or not he believes in the defensive coordinator or not. So do I think he's still talented? I do. But I also think to back you up with that is he wants to be here. If he didn't, he wouldn't have played today. He yeah, could have. He could have sat down. If that, because a few weeks ago, that's what we were thinking, right? Is he is he not wanting to play? Is he actually healthy but just doesn't want to play? And he want he the the, the report was that Watson, right? Watson and uh, Jair were like pressuring Matt Lafleur to play. Like they didn't. They wanted to be out there. That's they what I, I I read that they were like in his ear last sent, night. Yeah, you sent that to, in the group but, chat. <coughs> oh man, I still got this cough from the flu. But I I, I also want to talk. I don't want to talk much on it, but like I feel like right now we are a we're just we're a fun team to watch. Like you would have told me this ten weeks ago. I would have said you a damn lie. Like, wouldn't you agree that we're just a very exciting team to watch? I think, just... I think it's exciting, bro, because it's new. Yeah, I you agree to I that. I, I, it, yes. It, it, it's new, and we don't have a Devante. We don't have, you know, I mean, I feel like it's interchangeable now. Love is showing us that we could look at him and, expect things from him as we would have expected from Aaron that maybe not to say the same things or whatever or the same career but just in terms of having expectations like we can go into a game and say man love can win this game for us yeah right I think we're at that point yeah it's been one season but I feel like the he's the, shown enough to me he has and and not and not just beating the Bears and those kind of weak ass bum ass teams but like Kansas City the Lions now Dallas Right. If we go and beat San Fran, like, bro, this there's no there's nothing that this this young man can't do. So that's why I mean by interchangeable in terms of expectations. But we got young dudes just running around out there, man. Reed, Dobbs, whether it's Bo Melton, um, you know, Heath, uh, I'm, I'm definitely forgetting uh, Wicks, Kraft, Musgrave. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, Aaron Jones. We love Aaron Jones. He's a, he is a Green Bay dude. Um, but it is. It's exciting. I wish the defense was more exciting. Granted, they were gave us some plays today to be excited about. Um, but it's just it's it's exciting, man. And it's a lot different. And even um, Alina said this too on her way home. She like I like that she likes that we're underdogs, and I like that because I think it makes it more exciting. Because when we do well and when we play well and we win. Right, not just even play well, but when we win as well, and you're you're watching the pregames, and all these motherfuckers are picking against us, saying we can't do this, we can't do that, and then we do it. There's, I don't think you could get any bigger excitement out of your team as a fan than to be in the position we're in and see that man, we got, we have a future. Yeah, I think you hit all the great points, and there's only one thing I'll add. <clears throat> is when you watch this team, and this is where a lot of my excitement, on top of everything you said, because you're 100% correct, but on top of all of that, it's so exciting, and I'm talking just from an offensive perspective, to almost be on the like edge of your seat when the ball's in the air, and you, for once, 
in a long, not for once in our lives, but for, for, for the first time in a long time, we're going, who's down there? Right? It's not, oh, he's throwing the ball to the left side. Oh, it's Devante. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay, okay, Devante, the ball's in the air. I can't see Devante. I know the ball's going to Devante. Now it's, okay, the ball's in the air going across the middle. Holy shit, there's weed. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. It's just so exciting to see so many people. And I go back to that stat, six receivers at 350 yards or more. It's just so exciting to watch that. Like, I don't know the, the, it's like the unknown, you know what I mean? It's like, who's going to be the guy today? Did you think Romeo Dobbs was going to have 150 yards today? Hell no. Did you think Jordan Love was going to go 16 to 21 for 273 touchdowns and a 157.2 passer rating? Hell no. Right? Because it's like they just keep – they, I say they because it's all of them. They keep pulling the rabbit out of the hat. And the trick yeah. is like, oh, shit. And it's like, so who – and this is where I'll, I'll finish my part of the manager special and we can wrap it up after your closing comments, although I do have a shout-out. But who's going to be the guy next week? Is it going to be Patrick Taylor? Is it going to, you know, I like, like, I'm just, I'm kidding. I know. know. Is it going to be the craft, (laughs) the craft breakout game, the truly craft breakout game? Because it's the playoffs and he's supposed to be the, you know? Yeah. And let me ask you something real quick. Since you said this, this term, was this a breakout game for love? Uh, Rolling it. I mean, let me pick the picture, right? And obviously you, you watch, so it's not like, yeah. You didn't. You don't know what I'm talking about, but let me just paint it, right? Yeah. First year starting, taking over from Aaron Rodgers, right? That's a big deal. Struggling in the season. Team pulls it together, makes the playoffs. First time starting, first time in the playoffs, first playoff game, the number seven seed against the number two team, number two seed. Dallas Cowboys, been dominant all year. Well, I shouldn't say dominant, but very, very, very solid team all year. Comes in there and makes it look easy. Is that uh, not a definition I think when, of a breakout game? I think when you put it that way, I'm gonna, I, I'm almost relegated and forced to say yes. I know we, because I know we, but, we put a, we put people in a box when you say breakout game. He had five touchdowns. 450 yards, but that's... no, but you take away those easy ones. Uh, Aaron Jones, he might've had five touchdowns today. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. It, we, it's amazing that we went 65 plus minutes and we haven't said this yet. And I've said it four weeks in a row now, four times this season. This is Jordan Love's best game as a Green Bay Packer. You have, you have been saying that. But because he, he tends to come back the next week and go hold my beer. Yeah. Last week wasn't shit, bro. Watch what I can do. Hold my cheese curds. So I'll say, to answer your question, because I think it's a very fair and elaborate and a very well-asked question, yes, it is because of the stage. Not because, well, and because how he played, but I think there were other games like the Minnesota game that it happened this year. It was arguably probably a bad argument, but arguably as good of a game, which means did he already break out? And are we all giving too much credence to the rest of the league and not finally sitting here and going, 
okay, this is a dude. Like, this isn't a guy who has a flash in the pan good couple weeks. This is a guy that the NFL has to be worried about for the next 10 years. Yeah. So is, is it on us a little bit? Because that's my actual answer. It's no, because he's already had a, his breakout game. Now he's just saying, here's, here's the chips. I'm just piling more chips up, right? Like, I'm just yeah. – my ceiling, you put you capped my growth. And I'm saying not you as in Cisco, but you as in all of us. We yes. put a we put a cap on how good Jordan Love could be. And when we look at today's game, we'd all be absolute liars if we said we thought he could play this well. We'd no, be lying. Yeah, yeah. We'd be 100% lying. So breakout game, yeah, because of the stage. Is it his breakout game? Maybe not because of the way he's played over the course. Like, I mean, I would we, say this is the most significant. This is the significant game of one. His career. But is it because our expectations for him are still? I just think because of the stage. I think yeah. I I don't. I I agree with you 100 percent on that. But I still think as much as we've been talking well about him over the past of the past couple weeks, he still had like we've still been underestimating him. Yeah. Because I didn't expect today, man. I don't know if I ever expected today from Jordan Love, in the course of his career. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I definitely did. I mean, I, like I said, I know, I <coughs> and, um, you know, la- uh, on Saturday and I said what I said, I flipped my, my, you know what I mean? But I didn't, I, even with my score prediction, I didn't think it was going to be a close, or uh, uh, this kind of game. I, I thought it would be a very close game where we maybe made some mistakes, but they also made some mistakes and we found a way to win in my heart. I felt that, but, I mean, looking at the way they came out today, wow, I was impressed. It might have been the first time this season where I was truly impressed by the, the way they came out and, and what they did and how unstoppable they looked on offense. I, you know, I, I do, I'm very, very curious if Micah Parsons is going to do his podcast and what he says about this game. Yeah, and I, I, I think like it's – yeah, I, I, the thing I, I I don't I hate Dallas, but the, Micah Parsons is a cool ass dude, and when you listen to him talk about football and life, he is so one hundred about shit. Uh, and so I really am interested, you know, because I was I was thoroughly impressed by our team today. Yeah, I I want to actually, I, I I'm glad you brought that up because I really do hope he gets on there and he keeps it one hundred and he talks about. I hope he doesn't just shit on Jordan Love and say, oh, the guy had a good game and that's it. Like, oh, he that's not him. That's whatever. Yeah. But over the course of the last couple of days, we've heard a lot of chatter about Jordan Love in this offense from outside of the organization. Uh, St. Brown from the Lions. Uh, DJ Moore from the Bears. Like, no, they're the real deal. And I don't need – the media to back us. I don't give a fuck, to be honest. I don't care what they say. I know what I'm watching. But it is good to hear other teams' star players go, no, you guys got it wrong. You know, like this team is good. Like this isn't a – they didn't luckily beat us. Like that offense is good. And it's – 
I don't know, man. We're spoiled as Packer fans. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like we're not. Well, we've had two Hall of Famers back-to-back, and now we have a guy who's playing just as good as anybody in the league. Anybody. Yeah. He went up against the one of the favorites for the MVP. I understand Lamar's probably going to get it, but Dak's probably going to be two. And I know they don't play against each other, but the stage was the same for both teams. Dan Quinn's a better coordinator than Joe Barry. Their defense has weapons just like we do. And Jordan Love showed up, and Dak didn't. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's as simple as it is, you know? I want to, I want to, uh, before we, you know, you, I know you said you got a shout out. I want to give just some shout outs, uh, just in case, like, you know, like th- this is the last victory Monday we get. Um, just a shout out to all the people out there, Packer fans, sharing memes, uh, making comments, having questions for us, Dwight, Andrew, um, who else? Kai. Um, who else was out there giving me stuff? Kenneth Blacks, my homie Kenny Blacks. Um, he's an OSU guy. Big. Uh, I, I'm big on Stroud, so I'm gonna give him a shout out because he's an OSU guy, and he's. Uh, but he's. He was off the Packers when we had Rodgers, kinda, and now he's back with Love. So I'm gonna welcome Kenneth Black. Uh, Blacks back to the Packer bandwagon. But I just wanted to give a few people a shout out, and I know you got some shout outs. You got a very special shout out that I hope you did not forget about. I did not. Um, I do want to co-sign your shout out because I do appreciate all the love. Um, it's fun. I love the comments and the questions, man. It does make doing these episodes even more fun. I want to give a shout out. I got two final shout outs. The first one I just, uh, just realized I had to give because I really only had one, but the first one is to Dame. He just hit it like a 37 foot three ball in overtime to win. So Dame time is also pack time is also, you nothing boys time looking ass. Uh, but really, the real shout-out is shout-out to Pops, Hot Knicks. Birthday was the 4th of January. I didn't say nothing on the pod because I was waiting for the family to celebrate it, and they celebrated it today. So go check out the IG. You'll see Hot Knicks, Packer Raw, a.k.a. Packer Raw. Yeah, I showed AKA, him dancing, man. I love a.k.a. Big I love Pops. You, he was dancing, bro. He was getting it to Hey, you ain't got a big nose like that, though. Man, uh, Pops was getting it. In the Burger King bathroom. bathroom. Hey, <laughs> he loves that song. So shout out to Pops, Packer Ross. What a great win today. Uh, hopefully we go win another one next week for you because at the end of the day, he is the biggest Packer fan I've ever met. No doubt about it. And uh, anyone listening, go to IG and watch Packer Ross get loose after after a playoff win because he was <laughs> getting loose. Was there any Scroogies? Did we oh, you know there was. You know there was Scroogies. <laughs> oh man! Well, victory Monday coming. Another game. We get to see another game. All those bum ass fans from the bum ass teams that say, "Oh, you be gonna lose anyway." I love the fact that we get another game. Fuck y'all. The pack is back. Uh. Love it. Go pack. Go pack, go, bro. Peace. Peace.